0: This is a podcast for young women where we talk about things that are going on in the world and take a look in to see if Jesus is relevant to it at all. And obviously, we're coming up to Christmas. And so, this is our Christmas special. You're joined by me, Laura Southam, and me, Anna Beaver, and me, Alice Triggs. And as we get started today, guys, bit of a warm up question getting into the spirit of the season. What's the best Christmas gift you've ever been given?
1: Oh, the best one. Well, I found out what I'm getting this uh, <laughs> Christmas accidentally. So that will be a good one. The best Christmas present. My family is like quite bad at Christmas presents. That I know this is the pessimistic version of this question. But my <laughs> mum one year, the first year my brothers brought their girlfriends to Christmas, my parents were selling their house. In Are the you allowed mountains. to tell
0: this story on the air? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty sure. And she re-gifted us Christmas presents that she had given us over the last 10 years that we didn't want and went the house. So I got like the calligraphy set I got when I was 10 and I was like, mama, <laughs> and she's like, Merry Christmas. I was like, and the girlfriends were like, what is this? Crazy That's
0: family? like peak sustainability
1: gifting, basically. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then the following year, we got electric toothbrushes. Everybody <laughs>
0: So, yeah. So, maybe the worst Christmas gift. I can answer that. Yeah, maybe that instead. Shout out to
2: Anna's mom Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Penny, for listening. (laughs) I definitely got given like a decorative coat hanger as a Christmas gift one year. Uh, So, that was probably low. (laughs) But my best Christmas gift, I can think last year, my mum bought me like a bracelet. And she has, like, a necklace and my sister has the earrings all matching. And oh, that was really that's nice. Oh, really Pretty, Yeah. The only problem is I can't put it on by myself. So oh. I have to, like, remember to bring it to the event that's for someone cute. to put it on me. But, yeah.
0: That's, like, a collaborative activity that's as right. well as a, a nice gift. How about yeah, you? Well, I've asked the question it's hard to think of, actually. I've got a terrible memory in general, <laughs> which I feel a bit bad about. The best um, present you've ever received maybe you got today. Oh, that's true. Uh, should we should we say yes? It? We As we came together this morning to record this Christmas special, Anna surprised Alice and I with our very own um, A Look In merch. And it's such a shame that we're not in a visual medium mm. now because they really are something to behold.
1: Absolutely. Some
0: hoodies that have been hand embroidered, they say a look in. The peak um, element is the two O's in the word look are googly eyes. <laughs>
2: Lots, lots, of, lots of lots of a forever goodies. gift
0: <laughs> that's a family heirloom yeah, for sure great. so <laughs> if you're a listener and you want um one of these hoodies um i don't know you can email our email address which absolutely
1: um, a look is... in. pod at gmail.com please send send your request right through. they only
0: cost five hundred dollars and anna's hand making them also <laughs>
1: while i watch christmas movies <laughs>
0: Anyway, so that you're right, that's hard to beat. That's handmade, creative, um, sentimental, sentimental, like avant garde, trailblazing. So Laura's reaction the- when she saw it was the gift I never knew I wanted. <laughs> that's right. I am delighted now. Anyway
1: um cool well
0: last night when
1: i was stitching the merch <laughs> i um was watching some christmas movies just to get like in the spirit a little bit of christmas and the movies are always about the spirit of christmas and just the soundtracks always got that like little jingle <laughs> that you're like oh no feel- you need some oh, bells in there yeah. yeah i feel Christmassy just listening um, I watched one that was very average, too close <laughs> to Christmas or something, and we started the Lindsay Lohan one, but gave up early, but yep. the one I started watching that I really got into, that we'll finish later this evening, so hopefully the second half is as good as the first, was I Believe in Santa, and the love story like happened in the first five minutes, which I thought that was good, get it over and done with, and then you're already invested in oh. like the couple together. And it's a single mom and a like New York corporate lawyer and everything seems like really perfect. And she then gets to a point where she's like, is there something wrong and she's a writer and famously hates christmas oh. and he is very into christmas so he invites her over and it's like a full-blown decorated
0: christmas definitely what corporate lawyers are known for yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> character and development on point are perfect and you are starting to get the sense that he believes in santa oh. <laughs> and so and he hasn't told her yet and his housemate is like so when are you going to tell her about Santa? He's like, <laughs> it's too soon, it's too soon. So it's so far in the movie, he's really trying to make her love Christmas by winning her over with like right. Christmas things. Anyway, it got me thinking like how we laugh at that because we're like, oh, how funny, a grown man believes in something that nobody believes in. Like yeah. That's like a childhood thing to believe in. And, like, what things that we kind of think about in Christmas feels just unbelievable or that we feel, like, embarrassed by because most of culture just kind of thinks, oh, yeah, nobody believes in that
2: anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because just on a higher level, it seems like there's a lot of ideals that come out at Christmas time, like peace and family harmony and joy. And I think sometimes they feel a bit unbelievable because they're so idealistic. So, on a top level, I think there's lots of those currents that run through Christmas. But then I also think. Um, about the heart of Christmas for me as a Christian person is Jesus and there are so many elements about that that feel really unbelievable in the current age that we live in What particularly do you think feels unbelievable about the Jesus story at the moment? Well, I think Christmas time is about Jesus, who is God being born as a baby and there's so many things about that that are really unbelievable Um, Yeah, I don't know if you would say what you would say about that I think that, um, yeah, that just sort of
0: sounds outrageous or just at least as much of another kind of fairy story along, you know, it's acknowledged as a tradition or whatever, but to think that's not the sort of thing that means something personally to people or that, let alone that sort of changes your life, which for a Christian, like, that's really a part of it, that God came to us, even though, you know, the fact that it was um, unprecedented doesn't defeat the purpose of, of that mm. truth you know that that's kind mm. of part of why it's so wonderful and miraculous and such a gift but not the sort of thing that's you know celebrated in the shopping center decorations yeah. or um
2: yeah do you even think like carols events and things are often marketed toward kids like mm. and you're going to carols in the domain in Sydney mm. tomorrow with your little girl who probably will be asleep the yeah. whole time <laughs> and you're thinking about getting a babysitter and people actually you know like you've got to go for Claire yeah. And maybe there's an element of like the Jesus story is a child story and it's for kids mm. maybe, And but you grow out of it. Especially
1: like the nati- creating like a nativity scene. It's like a little toy kind of thing or like a book that you read that has like almost like a mythical, magical story. That's not true that we tell kids to kind of, I don't know, have some magic in Christmas or something. Yeah, I think there's something really interesting in that. We think of it as a fairy tale story. But I also think, like, stories, and maybe our culture is acknowledging this more and more, stories are able to hold so much truth and weight and, like, values that I think in the story, even though we hold to it as a true, real historical story, that there is something that a story. Form mm. communicates real truth and beauty in a way that just like a list of facts can't do mm. so maybe there is something good about the story form even though it feels like the fairy tale mm. so what do you think is at the heart of the christmas story for christians i think at the heart of the christmas story is that mary who was this like random lady wasn't anyone special she was betrothed to a man Um, who was going to marry her and she finds out she's pregnant, which in that culture would have been a shameful thing. Um, And this Christmas story is that an angel came and spoke to her and said that you're going to hold a baby inside you that is not just any baby but actually God himself and births that baby and then he comes into the world and grows up and continues to affirm that identity as this person who is God himself as Mm -hmm. well as a real human being and yeah I think that's a beautiful story even though like I remember when I first heard about Christianity even the idea of like the like Mary having a baby without a man I just was like that's unscientific (laughs) like that that part of the story I think feels like the most unbelievable part to me but I think it is so important to the story because it confirms Who Jesus really is and who we really believe he is
2: because I guess that it's almost more unbelievable to think that a God Mm. that is kind of transcends time and space and the universe Mm. could take a human form at all let alone that he'd come through a virgin Mm. and this kind of unglamorous in a stable kind of way so maybe that's right like Mm. if you can see all those details as being unbelievable they Mm. almost confirm each other
1: Mm. and like the humility of god in that like Mm. i think that's something really beautiful that we celebrate as christians of like a god that is so transcendent like you said and high above us would humbly come as a baby Mm. to serve and love the humanity he created i think there's something amazing about that
0: Totally. Well, also something outrageous. I mean, that's um, a, a point of turn off to lots of people in the world to say that's a really, it seems like such an inappropriate way to talk about God's character, what he would do, what is fit for God. But the Bible makes it clear that that's actually sort of out of love, totally consistent with God's character, that he's so giving to do such a, a shockingly. Kind of humbling thing. Um, I mean, what what's interesting to me thinking about like this story and how it's all so unbelievable. Or people say, look, if you like thinking about that at Christmas time, whatever. That's that's for you. Um, sort of this sense of whatever makes you happy, whatever fulfills your wishes, or things like that. And this phenomenon, especially of this proliferation of frankly terrible Christmas movies. Um, <laughs> but there are also some real classics in the mix. God, like yeah. really love Elf. That's a bit of a staple at or Christmas time in, in Seattle. in our house yeah all those classics a lot of them are about having a hope in something a bit bigger than what you can see or um having to sort of step forward and just hope that something good will happen but it's really driven by uh a sense of like wouldn't it be great if that was true you know like wouldn't it be amazing if we actually were there for each other or if something um sort of unexpectedly good happened and an obstacle was overcome or whatever it might be. And so I think that's really sort of striking that that strikes a chord with us to kind of go, no, it's not totally ridiculous. Even if you say, yes, it's a movie or whatever, that still appeals to us and we feel kind of heart warmed by that and go, well, maybe that's something about the yearning in us that we can, you know, if we're willing to open ourselves up to hoping that something almost is too good um, that, that, that could be the case. And I feel like sometimes maybe we lose sight a bit of just why it's so good that Jesus came and go, Oh, sorry about a baby. We just think about the weird or the the sort of difficult things about that, but say, Oh, actually that changed everything. And, um, it's not just an isolated moment. It's the whole of who Jesus is. Like you were saying, And we, that's where we meet him and uncover his identity and, um,
2: that that's actually awesome like what a what a great thing for christmas to be centered on i was keen to kind of pivot the conversation a bit in this direction um laura but if we think about like yeah that hope and that kind of humility humility um as the core of christmas do you think that that is just too out of reach? Like, how do we actually celebrate that in the practical day to day when it's just Christmas is really messy and there's a lot of expectations flying around? And so it's super
0: commercialized in our totally, culture. and Totally, that's those sorts right. Of things. So, how do yeah. we
2: actually celebrate those key truths in practice?
0: Well, it's really um, something I've really treasured over the years is being able to celebrate Christmas with my church family as well as with my friends and my family and kind of go, my church family, I really love them, but it's also a pretty otherwise seemingly random bunch of people, lots of people I don't have a lot in common with, but it's a, a sort of heightened moment of remembering this is why we're a community together because Jesus came. Otherwise, we would just pass each other on the street and have nothing to do with each other, but we all rejoice in this. We've been changed by Jesus' grace to us. Um So I feel like that's been a real help for me in just over the years, more and more I've come to appreciate that's really at the centre. And for Christmas Day, but also in that kind of Advent period leading up where you sort of remember that we kind of wait on God and we depend on how he's going to provide for us and what he's going to do. So I feel like that's been really central, but it's also forced me to really reflect on the commercialism, all the the kind of festive patterns in our culture and... I feel like I'm still trying to figure out maybe some of that needs undoing a little bit for me as well. Yeah. Normally
1: each year we invite everybody in our apartment block to have a big um, Christmas dinner in our car park, which (laughs) sounds random, but it's a good place for the table to kind of go. And I think a part of the Christian message to me is that this baby died for me to include me into God's family and that brings me into family with people that are not actually just my family. And I experience that at church every Sunday, but on Christmas, it feels like a special moment to do things with my family and my extended family, but also people who are not part of my family to be like, this is actually, Jesus is someone who, who brings us into God's family. And that's an invitation that's open to anybody. And so we try and reflect that in our kind of Christmas invite. Um, but I also totally just buy into the commercialism so often and I'm like, these
0: are the things that I want for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think about um, – there's something I really love about kind of festival seasons. I like it when you be like, oh, this is the kind of tradition. There's a pattern. These are like – the sounds and the smells and the tastes and the kind of experiences that we share together. I really like that. I love that. You'd be like, yeah, it's the time to crack out Mariah Carey or, yes! you know, whatever it is, um, that that's kind of markers of celebration. Cause as a Christian, I think, yeah, this is such a worthy thing to celebrate. But for me, the challenge is to go, that is, it can't be central. It can't kind of get to the center. That can't be the thing that occupies my, like my stress or my aspirations or the things that I'm like, that will make it a good Christmas. to be Like the good Christmas is kind of guaranteed or anchored or something in remembering Jesus. Because I think the challenge around Christmas is there's so much um, kind of loaded on to being like the best day of the year or that Mm. sort of thing. And a lot of the time it's just not. It's complicated. People are stressed. you had an argument with someone. Mm. That was a disappointment. And then that just feels like hard to handle. Like it's a sign that life's not working. But I think, oh, Jesus came in this really humble way. It wasn't flashy. It wasn't nicely wrapped, all of those things. And that didn't. Undermine the goodness and like the
2: miraculous goodness of what happened. So basically, lower your expectations in some (sighs) ways, like don't put them on the gifts, but heighten them in terms of the actual core of what Christmas is. is It's better than what we're expecting. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's funny in that, and I was saying this to Alice before we started recording, I almost feel like because as a Christian, I think about who Jesus is so often and like so much part of our life is who Jesus is that almost I'm kind of like I feel a funniness with Christmas because some of my family or friends who who don't know the kind of meaning of Christmas as we know it are almost more into Christmas than me like Mm. send menus months in advance or like get really excited to put the Christmas tree up or sing all the Christmas carols Christmas lights yeah they're like more into Christmas than me and I feel like oh I should be more into Christmas because this is such a special
2: thing for us to remember as as Christians. But I guess the question is, what is it to be more into Christmas? Yeah. Like, are you leaning into the fringe things, the markers of celebration, or what's at the core? Mm, that's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's true, and I I I guess I feel personally encouraged by that, but it also challenges me. I still, you know, I like what you were saying, Anne about God's been gracious and generous and inviting to us through yeah. His Son. And I feel like that is what you want to get more and more into, you know. And so I feel like, you know, I want to do an imagination exercise where you go, like, what if all of God's people were more and more and more generous to other people and less concerned about themselves at Christmas, just like Jesus, you know, was in coming to be a human? Um, What would that do in our communities? And how might that be a real marker of, like, we really... Are so thankful for what God has done. It just overflows with joy out to other people. We want other people to that. And I think one of the hard things is a logistical thing. It comes at the end of our year, everyone's exhausted, work's wrapping up, all that kind of thing. It can be easy to take our eyes off that true prize. But I just feel like there's depth for joy there that, you know christmas sales don't impact either way or even difficult things about family or loneliness or cancel plans or all those sorts of things and even covid yeah, yeah that's right yeah where that sort of took the shine off lots of things and to kind of go christmas doesn't just exist when you're in a comfortable wealthy happy place it's, it's good news for the brokenhearted for the poor for the outcast. so yeah i like how you say all those things are really good but they're fringe things basically yeah.
1: Cool. Well, to wrap us off, wrap us off. That's <laughs> the, how you say that. <laughs> what well, Anna mean, will be doing yeah. with her presents? Yeah. So wrapping them
2: off.
1: Well, I'd like to ask you guys, what is your just to really get into the fringe things? <laughs> what is your go-to like Christmas recipe, like that you bring along to your family or when you're hosting, you make? What's your go-to Christmas thing?
0: well i would say actually um one of the things i really love is the gingerbread that my housemates make (laughs) it's not from me at all but i actually was away from the house the other day and i saw my housemate's instagram story that she was making gingerbread i was like i'm coming home to eat the biscuits (laughs) they're so good i don't know why she just nails it every time so she had some gingerbread
1: with us lately that was amazing
0: yeah
2: Oh, yes, I I oh, a, Yeah, yeah, I gave a go at the like white icing. Yeah, yeah that's really tough good. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I admire your housemate for that. <laughs> I reckon there's a few things that come to mind. They're all in the dessert category. My mum makes this amazing Pavlova roulade, which is a real hit and there's a bunch of gluten free people. Oh, it's like a roll. Oh, I but, see. So she is, makes the meringue really flat oh. and then she puts like um like yogurt and berries and stuff in the middle and then rolls it up. Can you because she does it while it's still warm oh, and soft wow. it's amazing it's a, i think it's um Karen Martini's recipe if anyone's interested but um, I have tried to make it myself before without mum's help. And it ended up with like all these lumpy bits of corn flour in it. So I'm like, I'll leave that one to mum. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's always a real hit because there's a lot of gluten-free people in my family. And um, But there's also a real war that happens over my grandma's Christmas cake. And there's like a lot of people requesting and demanding and hiding. And yeah. Um, so that's another marker of Christmas. And our, in our family, the Christmas cake's always eaten by the end of January. <laughs> So we kind of wear that with her badge of honour. Like, look at us being good at eating Christmas cake.
1: Um, also love a $5 pavlova that you just said. No, no, no. Mum's oh, real no. I've got standards. I know, I know. That's <laughs> how like quick go to comedians. The other thing that we make is, just because nobody else will bring it, so you don't want to double up on Christmas, is a random recipe, but we love it. It's like a roast pumpkin with a crispy sage and feta on top. It's delicious. but it looks a bit Christmassy. Yeah, it looks Christmassy. The sage kind of has like a bit of like greenery feel and it goes really well with your like ham and turkey. So that's Mm. how I know it's good. (laughs) That's a good one. Mm. Well, thanks for listening, guys, today to our Christmas special. Um, Please subscribe to our show. You have been long waiting this episode. We've had a lot going on. I know. It's been a long time. But if you are keen for 2023, there's going to be heaps more on the pod. And can't wait for you to listen along. Our faithful lookers, thanks for listening in. And as always, you can email us or just get in contact with us way you would like. We'd love to hear your feedback and your thoughts. Um, can't wait till next time. Bye. Can
2: we get some jingle bells on the way out <laughs> here? Yeah, would you like to sing? You two singers.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.